Welcome to another episode of Spieling and Dealing. I am your co-host, Ollie. I'm here with my boy, novelist of 2020, probably, Patrick S. Harrison. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm doing good. Wait, my, you're what of 2020? You're the novelist of 2020. Oh, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. I okay. mean, it's probably impending New York Times uh, best novels of 2020. I, I, you know, can't, don't quote me on that, but. I agree with that. want to yeah. wish you a happy Hanukkah. Dude, happy Hanukkah. It's the fourth night tonight. Mm-hmm. I think you probably just lit your first candle last night, right? Yeah. My problem. I'm, I'm excited. Yep. Is that the first time you ever lit candles? What? No, you know my mom actually used to keep a menorah at our house really? growing up. Yeah, she's crazy. You know, she celebrates all kinds of stuff. Oh, well, good for her. Yeah, she's an ally. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Today we're going to be spieling about some interesting news. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the next two episodes of Industry and something we're a little behind on, but we watched the first episode, Ted Lasso. Uh, something I was kind of excited about since I'm a soccer guy. But we're going to start today with the big news of the week, which was Disney dropped a ton of content um, or coming up content that's coming up. Uh, We'll start with the big announcement. There's a lot of Star Wars content. Uh, I want to get your take since you are the the Star Wars hater of this uh, of this podcast. Yeah, big enough. Well, see, I I did watch the Marvel trailers, but I'm gonna need to, you to give me the rundown of the Star Wars shows that are coming out. All right. Well, so then we'll start with the Mar- Marvel trailers since you watched the Marvel trailers. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, my takes probably gonna be the same for both. Uh, you know, actually, it made me kind of sad. Okay. Really. This is this is like, I'm not excited about any of these personally. Uh, I'm marveled out. I have Marvel fatigue. Uh, you know, I made it through Endgame, but I was not clamoring for Marvel television series. I mean, I guess a lot of people are. There's a lot of talented people involved, but I'm just marveled out. What about you? You know, I enjoy the Marvel stuff for what it is. Um, I will agree with you that I wasn't really clamoring for television shows, and none of them really get me super excited. You know, I'll probably watch them because I... I do enjoy them for what they are, but um, I thought at least the one with uh, um, WandaVision looks intriguing in terms of a kind of different take on on Marvel stuff. But um, yeah, I'm not like super excited about any of it. it. Just yeah, it wasn't something I was looking for. I was happy to see. I thought it was cool to see Owen Wilson in the Loki trailer. Like I was happy to see Owen Wilson, but like I don't care about what happened to Loki after uh, Endgame. Like I. I, I I've had enough Marvel. Okay, like it's it's I've had the overload. I I agree that I don't really care. Um, that that one didn't really intrigue me. It looks like Time Cop to me. Like it, it looked like a version of Time Cop with with Loki. I I've never seen Time Cop. Okay, classic. But like I'm wondering, are they? So I thought that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or whatever, that looked kind of like the Marvel buddy cop thing, right? So that's like what they're going for. It kind of seems like that, but it's also weird because when, at the end of Endgame, it leaves it off where basically you think that um, Falcon is going to be the next Captain America, but they don't seem to be, maybe that'll be like where this show heads, but they're seeming not to like take that right up and keep going with it. Now, what did you like about the WandaVision trailer? 
I just think it looks interesting. Like the, you know, I don't, I don't really quite clear. It was clearly what about of, it though, that it's different from your typical, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of like superhero action in it. Like it's going to be sort of kind of mystery a little bit. I don't know. It, it just seemed different is why it intrigued me. It's different from just like superheroes doing superhero stuff. So you're in on WandaVision. Again, I wouldn't say I'm super excited. I'm going to watch all of these because I enjoy them for what they are. But um, yeah, I mean, I've said it twice now. I just wasn't something I was looking for, nor that I'm super like stoked about or anything like that. But um, I just think it'll be fun, fun enough. Well, before we get to the Star Wars stuff, the other big announcement that I think came out of that was a couple of new live action movies. One is another live action Pinocchio. Really? Yes. They, Any cast involved? I don't think so. It was just like a teaser trailer, so there was no like people in it. Okay. Um, I find this interesting because have you ever watched one of the other live action Pinocchios? No. Do you remember much about the plot of Pinocchio? Yeah, a wooden uh, doll comes alive. Do you remember much beyond that? It's strange. It's a strange plot. Like, boys turn into donkeys. A guy tries to make them into slaves. It's very weird. Um, And I watched... So I recently watched one of the live-action ones with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from the 90s uh, when I was listening to uh, How Did This Get Me, which is a great podcast. If anyone out there should uh, want a new podcast recommendation. And it's terrible... Um, but it's creepy. It's very creepy because if you follow the story, even in the the animated one, um, it just has creepy stuff to it. And when you put that in live action, it looks even worse. Um, so I don't know. I, I think they're going to find a way to meld it to today's standards. I mean, they've like, Disney has just been like hitting like box office homes runs with like adapting their animated movies to live action recently, starting well, with beauty and the beast and everything that's followed. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, they're, they're just printing money at this point. They're, they're box office home runs, but a lot of them haven't been like good. I thought beauty and the beast was great. I, I, loved, I enjoyed that. I did love beauty yeah. and the beast, which was the first one. Um, they've done Mulan and we're missing a couple. I didn't see Mulan. Um, they did Lion King, which I didn't like at all. Hmm. Uh, and Aladdin was okay. Yeah, and they all made like a billion dollars. Well, yeah, they're so gonna they're make they're gonna make a ton of money, but yeah. you know, will it be good? I, you know, that's what I'm concerned. I don't care about their money. You know, I'm not making money off of them. But okay, but you're gonna be crushed if Pinocchio is not good. No, not at all. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. anticipating it won't be good because it's a weird story when you get it out of the animated context. It's very weird. Well, they've worked so far, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But all right, and then the next other live action—well, I shouldn't say live action; they're all live. Indiana Jones is coming back with Harrison Ford, the fifth one. What's your take on that? I, I mean, um, I feel the same way about all this news today. I mean, I feel like Disney is just like a greedy action figure-making corporation at this point. Like, like, I mean. They're, they're leaving no room for like original ideas at this point like i'm excited to see soul on christmas like i, I love the pixar movies but i mean indiana jones was stale 10 years ago or whenever crystal skull came out or whatever you know harrison ford was too old then uh why do we have to keep mining the, the past ip like this 
I mean, can't I mean I know that's the world we live in, so like it's a rhetorical question, but no, I don't I don't care about a new Indiana Jones at all. You know, part of me agrees with you. Other part of me is, you know, I didn't mind the last Indiana Jones movie. It was like it wasn't up to the standard of the original three, but um, I didn't think it was terrible. Shia LaBeouf, I'm a fan of his. I didn't think he was terrible in the last one. Everyone hated on him in the last one, but well, he's not going to be in the next one. Probably not. No, he just got accused of sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, this probably yeah, he's, not. He's not going to be in the next. But uh, I don't think he would want to do it anyway because he got crushed for being in the last one. But you know, I I wish that they would. This, here's what part of me agrees with you. I, I don't like that they keep dragging up old IP. I agree. But I wish that they would hand it off to like kind of like the second Star Wars movie and the new one where they hand it off to a young sort of innovative director who did something different, you know, like tried to do something new and different. You know, he got crushed for it by the fan base, which I didn't agree with, but I wish they would just do that. Like hand these, thing, these IPs off to new people, let them go in new directions. You know, Harrison Ford is going to be in the movie. He's almost like 80, right? I don't know how he's going to be doing all the action, but um, I just wish that that's where they would do, you know, keep, if you're going to drag up the IP, let new, let people take it in new direction. Kind of like uh, how they did uh, Rocky with Creed. Um, you know, let the guy write a new script, take it in a new direction. Sure. Okay. All right. And now we got to get to, there's a ton of, of Star Wars content that came out. We'll start with that there's going to be the next movie is going to be a spin-off movie of Rogue Squadron, which was a video game for Nintendo 64. I think there were a couple sequels. I actually have it. Um, it was a fun game, uh, but it's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, whose dad was like a fighter pilot or something, died. That that was been the trailer for it. Well, it wasn't a trailer. It was a teaser. But um, there's going to be the next Star Wars movie, which I think is like... Wait, her, like the director's father died as a fighter pilot? Yeah. Oh, wow. Inter- so she, interesting connection here. So this is an emotional thing for her, I huh? Guess, that's what the, the teaser was basically teasing it like that. She wanted to make the best like uh, fighter jet movie ever. So she's going to make a Star Wars movie based on Rogue Squadron, which was... So we're getting like Top Gun set in the Star Wars world, huh? Probably. That, that's probably a good analogy. I mean, we'll see where what happens, but... That's the next movie in 20, so 2023. Now, now I'm worried, okay, because we all know that, you know, I'm already, I've had my fill of Star Wars, and this is a video game adaptation. I don't I don't think they're going to direct, so the video game is just like, it's like a flying, there's no, it's been a long time. I, I haven't played this game in probably 20 years, but it was it was just like you fly around, you do missions from Star Wars. There wasn't really a plot to it. So there's not really a plot for them to follow. It's they can the right whatever they want. Um but it's just about fighter it's basically like fighter yeah, Top Gun in space is kind of where it's um going to be at. But they could write whatever plot they want. There's not really a video game plot to follow. Uh there's a bunch of new shows too. Great. So great. Thank God. Okay. They're going to do two spin-offs from The Mandalorian. Two spin-offs. Yeah, from the Mandalorian. There's going to be an Ahsoka show who I've talked about before, and then there's that's gonna, the Rosario Dawson character, yes. right? Okay. And then there's going to be a show spun off of uh, Gina Carano's character Cara Dune. Uh, 
Never actually seen any of her episodes, but good. Okay, we need... <laughs> she needs her own show, that, too. That's if she makes it, because she's turned out to be, like, a COVID truther, mm-hmm. and, like, people are, like, wanting her to be fired, you know, trying to cancel her or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Disney is resisted, so give them props for that. All right, resisting the the cancellation thing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a Lando show, I think. Great. So, well, you're a Donald Glover fan. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like Atlanta. If that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's not clear yet whether he's going to be the guy or it's going to be Billy D. Williams. There's going to be. Uh, they teased the Obi-Wan show, which has been... Oh, God. Which has been in the works for a while. Um, but like, they, are you genuinely excited for an Obi-Wan show? That one... Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't... So, here's what I'll say is, I wasn't, because I was worried that... The, what, are the, what do you do with that? Because it takes place after the uh, prequel trilogy, before the the fourth, the original movie. Where do you go with that? Because he's basically just sitting on Tatooine watching over Luke. It's like, well, I don't care where they go with it, and I'm not going to watch, so I'm not going to waste brain power trying to well, speculate. The big news, but like, was he an, was he interesting as Obi Wan in those three movies? Yes. As a matter of fact, yes. What? No, he no, was he the, wasn't. He was no, one he of the wasn't. best things. He was the one of the best things about the. He was really good. That's saying nothing. Okay, nothing was really good about those first three movies. And they're bringing back Hayden Christensen. I mean, okay, and let me tell you what. It was not hard to bring that guy back, okay? <laughs> I'm sure I, he was just waiting by his phone, okay? People are not exactly knocking down his door with scripts. I agree with okay? you. Okay, this this all seems like tired and played out to me. I, I, I can't believe that people are clamoring to watch this. I'll agree with you that I, I was surprised about that news. I'd be interested, too, because... He's Darth Vader at this point where they just going to keep... I hope they keep the helmet on. I hope they just keep the helmet on because, you know... Keep the helmet he, on. He was, he Let was, James Earl Jones do the voice. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he was one of the downfalls of the prequel. His, he's a terrible actor, and he was one of the downfalls of the prequel trilogy. But uh, there's also going to be... So, we'll, we'll, we'll table the Obi-Wan discussion until it comes out. There's also going to yeah, be... Yeah, and then I'm not going to watch it. There's also going to be a... Uh, a show based on one of the characters from Rogue One, Cassian Andor, who was uh, Diego Luna's character. Um, which again, I don't like because he dies in that movie. Spoiler alert! So like, you're just gonna do like his adventures before he dies. I just kind of hate that like filling in gaps there. It doesn't. Yeah. Do well, uh, guess what? Obi Wan dies in Episode Four. Okay, so now we're just gonna fill in gaps here. We're just gonna fill I, in gaps. I here. I said that I agree. I don't like that idea. Uh, you know, I'm gonna watch it and see where they go with it. But I don't love that idea. And let me tell you what. Okay, at the end of Episode Nine, this entire franchise dies a horrible death. Okay, so now we're just like filling in pointless gaps. All right, it, it, it's all a waste of time. Some of it's not filling in gaps, I would say. It's all filling in gaps. No, the Obi-Wan thing is filling in a gap because you know where his story ends. There's some characters in here that you don't know where, where they ended up. They're like, their stories have not been played out. So here's how it ends up with Ray saying, I'm a Skywalker. Okay. That's how it all ends. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just discount that movie and we'll, we'll go on from there. Oh, okay. So just discount, discount the way that the, the whole, the entire franchise ends. Okay. That, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't count that. We're just filling in the gaps. Okay, that movie was the movie is just horseshit. And then the last thing we want to talk about 
this morning is the new Bob Odenkirk trailer for his movie Nobody. We just watched it. I watched it yesterday. It looks cool. Um, it looks basically like John Wick or Death Wish with Bob Odenkirk. Maybe a little bit more humor. Uh, I want to get to uh, something you said. I think the last pod was trailers. This trailer gave way too much away. They all do. Um, this gave a lot. Like It seems like the whole plot of the movie was given away by this one trailer. That said, it's just Bob Odenkirk, like John Wicking everybody. It looks cool to me. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited to see it, but what do you think? It looked like an endless action movie. I mean, exactly like John Wick, except you've just got an older character. Uh, I was actually getting major Joker vibes at the start of the trailer. I mean, he's even, uh, you know, it's this guy who keeps getting pushed around. Uh, Even he's even on a bus when he finally, you know, breaks bad or whatever you want to say and starts kicking the bad guy's ass and, you know, Joker was on a train. But apparently he worked for the CIA or something. I actually was not all that excited for it. It, it seems like just one of those endless shoot 'em ups you know, which I can take or leave. Did you ever see the movie A History of Violence with Viggo Mortensen? Mortensen. Yeah. yeah, where he's a... Like, the first half of the movie is kind of like this family drama, and then it turns out he's like... He, spoiler alert, but uh, he turns out that he was like a mob hitman who went into witness protection... And the mob was coming after him. Um, that's what the vibes gave me. It was like Bob Odenkirk, except the, the trailer gives a lot of this away to me, that he was like a mob hitman or something. And I was know. getting slightly less serious tones. I mean, there's a part when he yells, like, give me the kitty cat bracelet. And th- that was the other problem I had with this trailer is um, the tone was weird because it seems like they're going to go comedic with a lot of this, but the tone was very like, action heavy serious type especially the start it kind of comes across as serious but um i think it'll be a fun movie i'm not i'm not excited for it yeah well we're watching it whenever it comes out you can watch it now yeah you won't want well it's going in theater so maybe we will wait until it comes out on mm. dvd or blu-ray or whatever but now let's talk about the show we picked up last episode industry yes we watched two more episodes but sam you were not as hot on it as i was so i want to see where you're at now i'm less hot on it like, Ooh, interesting i i said last time that i didn't this there wasn't much story to it um and i think there's even less now like they didn't really build the the next two episodes didn't really build on some of the more intriguing storylines i thought uh particularly um harper the main character the the black girl her woman black sorry the black woman her uh like seeming to be conning them based on like creating a false background that didn't really follow that up in the next two episodes no they did follow it up because she's in the pr meeting and he's like, oh, you didn't hide anything for her. And like, but, but like, but it, they, they do a thing subtly on this show. Like, you see it in her face and in the music. Like, that was the only thing that was mentioned in the two episodes is when he's, in, when they're in a, a five minute scene in the, in that meeting. Uh, like, what about the conversation about her twin brother who just leaves? Like, there's something there. Like, everything's there. Like, the conversation with Yasmin at the bar. But they spent the majority of the time focusing on this. They spent a lot of the time focusing on the the other uh, Yasmin. Is that her name in the show? 
Yes. Yasmin and Rob, like they're kind of will they, won't they? They spend a lot of time on that, um, which I don't find particularly interesting. They also spend here's one, I guess one of the main problems I have with it is it's a show about these people in like the high powered finance working for this big bank in England. Right. Then they do these, they do these scenes where they're talking about finance stuff and it's like, it's all gobbledygook to me. Like, you know, it means nothing. And like there, there, there was the scene where it seemed like Yasmin stole an idea from Harper but because they were talking in all these finance terms, like I didn't really know what what she was supposed to have stolen. Like, and she doesn't seem to really steal it. I, I was very confused about. Like, I get the idea that she's tried to steal something, but because it was, you know, they they don't really try to explain any any of the finance stuff, which, you know, I don't want to be talked down to. But like when you're talking these high sort of, there's a lot of abbreviations being thrown around, and it's like, I just don't know what's happening in terms of the the finance stuff. I totally disagree with you about like that there's not things going on with the stories. Like there's there's tons of interesting stories. Like I think the gay relationship is interesting oh. between Gus and that guy. Uh like I think this show is like really diverse. Like, I think the relationships between characters are really interesting. And this show has at least three uh interesting female characters, which is more than most shows. And I love like the power dynamics between the three of them. And I would and I would argue with you that I I can't believe that you you don't think that there's things happening on this show like you have the whole issue with Ken who has soured the relationship with this client who is responsible for something like sixty percent of the funds brought into uh, the show and or into the firm or whatever and you see like him becoming more and more tense and things ratcheting up with him uh, I, I really and. On top of, I think this there there is drama, but I also love how just fun the show is. Uh, it's flagrantly sexual, which I like, uh, and I also think the show is funny. I, I think there's great jokes. Like I, I love the joke uh, in the first episode about how it's like get a new suit, you look like fucking Neo, and that sort of thing. I, I just think it's a fun atmosphere to be around, and I think it moves Zippy. I think it's a pleasure to watch. I I agree. I I disagree. But I just like the gay relationship. I don't care about either of those dudes. I, I don't know why. Like you barely know anything about the guy Gus. You, you know, you know that he was friends with the guy. Uh, spoiler alert for the first episode. One of the seemingly main characters dies from, I guess, a heart attack or something. And uh, he was like working with him. And he, you don't really know much about him. You know that he went to some elite university. He's kind of uppity. Uh, not uppity, that's the wrong word. Uh, posh, I guess, would be an English way of saying it, like very upper class. Um, like, I just don't, you don't really know much, you know, like, look, we're going to keep watching it. And I don't think you should keep watching it. I'm going to keep watching it. I don't think you should. Why shouldn't I? Because you don't like it. Look, we've had this, this is another topic we've talked about. I'm willing to see this out, we'll let, the, the, let the stories play out. But there is no story, according to you. Well, yeah, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it see where it goes. Look, here's the thing: the first episode, I was on the negative side of it compared to you, but I did find some of the storylines intriguing. I didn't think they really pushed them anywhere, and there were only two episodes past. So, look, that's why I'm gonna say I'm gonna let it keep playing out. But I just didn't think they really pushed those stories much further. But I mean, I, I like I would just like from minute one with Yasmin. 
you know, it, it starts with her, like, the guy asking her where she gets her validation. And then with Yasmin, it's like, what is it like for a beautiful woman in this high-stakes, male-dominated finance world? And you see that in every interaction. Like, how is that not storyline playing out? It is, but they, I mean, there's there was some good scenes with her. I'll give you the, the scene in the, the bar when this guy starts yelling at her and then... Uh, like, I think they're, they're all really fun characters. I think the casting's great. I think these are... I, I really like all these actors. I do. I like, I like the actors. I think the performances are good. Um, Obviously, you don't. I mean, you no, don't care not, about any of them. But it's not, their, it's not their performances that are the problem. It's the it's the story. Like, there's no... To me, there's not a lot of, like, story building. I'm telling you the story is there. Like, it's just more subtle. Like, have you ever watched Succession? No. It, but it's it's more like that where they're not like explicitly like like saying everything out loud, but it's there. Like things are progressing. Like we're heading towards retention day. Like we're seeing Harper become more and more aggressive and assertive. And now she's almost like part like giving that wisdom to Yasmin, saying like you need to take agency and move forward in like, your own life. Like no one's gonna give it to you. You have to you know seize power. And we sort of see that in her actions. And again, this is why I'm gonna keep watching and let it play out. But I just, so far, I'm underwhelmed. Underwhelmed on industry. All right. Uh, Well, let's cut it here, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about Ted Lasso. All right. Now we're going to talk about something we're a little behind on. I think this came out earlier. Came out in August. August. So a few months ago. Ted Lasso, which is starring Jason Sudeikis as a American football coach who goes over to coach a soccer team in England. Um, it's based on basically it was some promo YouTube videos that uh, NBC did when they acquired the premier league rights, probably like, I don't know, six, five, six, seven years ago, something like that, um, which were funny clips at the time. I don't know if, did you ever see those? No, I just heard that they're, this show is based off the promos. So um, he kind of is like this very like nice affable, southern guy with a country accent who comes from in the show he comes from wichita wichita state uh and he's just like you know the fish out of water it's a you know typical sort of fish out of water plot premise what did you think of, of the first episode in general i really i thought this show was just super enjoyable from start to finish just light-hearted jokes everywhere uh jason sudeikis is super likable this character is super likable I thought it was a pleasure to watch. What about you? I agree. Uh, it just like made you feel good. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's like a nice guy through and through. There's, you know, he's just very nice to everybody. It doesn't like he's, you know, I don't know. It just was a kind of a feel good show. The jokes were good. They do recycle a lot, uh, some like exact jokes from those YouTube clips, uh, you know, which I get, you know, you're going to draw a lot of new viewers and the jokes worked the first time around. So why not reuse them? But, uh, you know, and I think the the plot seems interesting to me, to be honest. Like, um, it kind of like is the the story from Major League. Remember that? This is we'll get you know, yeah. spoiler territory. So it's like the owner of the team is trying to create a bad team, so she hires a you know a guy who knows nothing about uh, soccer. I was getting producers vibes too, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's like yeah, Major League producers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like. It did. It was just a very feel good. You know, the jokes worked mostly. I thought that was funny. Um, 
and yeah, it just it kind of makes you feel good. It's kind of a really refreshing show. You know, we've watched we've watched some very serious stuff recently, and it just kind of made you feel good watching it. Now, I have a question for you. Do you think this show is a metaphor for Apple's foray into streaming? You have, you know, a entity that has had unparalleled success in a different field, you know, consumer devices, moving in to a new field. And, you know, they are kind of like the clean cut sort of competitor in this space, you know, taking on the big boys here at Netflix HBO, Amazon, whatever. Uh, I, you know, I, it's probably just a coincidence, but it kind of, it, I, I felt it almost like symbolic for this Apple Plus uh, platform. That's an interesting take. I I was reading, I, I didn't really read it. I saw a headline that was like, Jason Sudeikis, or the char- character of Ted Lasso is like the benevolent Donald Trump, right? Like he's like the outsider who gets hired for a job he's clearly unqualified for, but he's actually like, likable and not has empathy and not like a complete asshole so actually you know that's kind of it infected my mind when i was thinking about it but you know i'm not going to keep thinking about that going forward but i'll just i don't have much to say about the show i'll keep watching i thought it was i thought it was fine i know we're late on it uh this was my first time experimenting with the apple tv plus app and after i i liked parts of the feel of the app but I hate this Amazon Prime does this too, but I hate how they also blend in the stuff that you have to pay extra for. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see a title like Christmas Vacation and it's like, oh, awesome. Oh, wait, I have to pay 10 extra bucks to watch that. Don't like that. But there is some stuff on Apple TV Plus I want to watch. I want to see that Boys State movie. I want to see that documentary. It looks interesting. Uh, I want to watch the Sofia Coppola, Rashida Jones movie. And I want to see the Tom Hanks Greyhound. So there's, there are some things. I have a free year of Apple TV Plus from buying a phone, actually. So I do want to see those things. So yeah. in general, Jake, verdict's still out, but I'm going to play with the Apple TV Plus app going forward. Well, we'll get back to you on some reviews with some Apple Plus content. Yeah. Maybe the, uh, the uh, Rob McElhaney show. Yeah, I'll, I'd be willing to watch that. Yeah, so, give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're, we're going to come back to you with some more Ted Lasso. It was a very enjoyable show. Now, the, what everyone's been waiting for, the Mandalorian Minute. Pat has his stopwatch. I'm ready to go. Which I'm going to ignore. Okay. On your marks. Get set. Go. So this episode brings Bill Burr back. You're great. He's actually really good in it. Um, basically, it's a sort of a MacGuffin episode. They got to go get a thing. Um, but it actually was the one of the better versions of the... Well, not the best version of this. Bill Burr is really good in it. Um, you get to see pedro pascal's face for a good stretch of a good scene like a whole scene he takes his helmet off and um there's a lot of action you know in the time crunch here we'll just say that i actually really enjoyed this one i thought bill burr was excellent and uh they get a little office space uh joke reference in with uh, some tps reports so that was well under a minute I highly recommend everyone keep watching Mando- Mandalorian. We're one episode left, season finale. That's a record. Wow, 56 seconds. Great job. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, let's take a break and we'll get to some dealing. All right, now we're going to deal out some takes on sporting news. Um, we're coming to you 
pre-football on Sunday. So we'll have to come back with some post-football action in the next episode. But uh, one story I wanted to ask you about, as you're a big Bengals guy, so Dominique Foxworth of ESPN was saying that Marvin Lewis, longtime head coach of the Bengals, maybe one playoff win in there, he no, no playoff wins, mm. it should be a top coaching candidate in the next in this offseason. What do you think about that? I don't think it's that hot of a take, to be honest with you. Uh, if Marvin Lewis wanted to come back and coach in the NFL, I think like, he could. I mean, he had like a 500 record at the bank, like with the Bengals, which is hard to do given how dysfunctional that organization is. I, st- I mean, I always thought he was a great, he's a great defensive coach. Uh, but at this point, I'm just, I'm not sure how old Marvin is. I would have to look that up, but I don't know if he wants to coach in the NFL anymore. I think he's out with Herm Edwards at Arizona State, and I think they're all kind of just having a great time out there. But I do not think it's that. I mean, he's better than half the coaches in the NFL right now. So Can't disagree. Um, but I want to, Stephen A., Stephen A. Smith called that take asinine, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Although he wasn't trying to degrade Marvin Lewis's coaching ability, which he said he thinks he's a good coach. But, um, yeah, I th- Marvin Lewis got a bad rap, you know, like you said. I don't think he did. I mean, I, I think he-, he did a great job out there, really. Well, but he got a bad rap from a lot of the media just because he never won anything. I mean, did they? I think they won the division once, maybe. I'm not sure. With Carson Palmer. And then they had that playoff loss where Carson Palmer blew out his knee in the... Yeah, I mean, he made the playoffs four or five times with Andy Dalton. Um which is an accomplishment on its own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh, the other piece of news, which, you know, you're probably not going to have much comment, but this is kind of something that I'm connected to here. So ESPN acquired the rights to SEC football starting in 2024. Um, Doesn't affect most people out there. What I'll say is my cousin actually produces the football for CBS, the SEC on CBS. He does those prime those primetime games. So they're not primetime. They're usually in the afternoon. But um, so it's kind of sad for me on that front or for my cousin because, you know, he's done it for years. He's won a couple Emmys doing it, actually. Um, so it's just, you know, I just want to give a shout out to my cousin Craig. It's very sad that he's losing – what has been like uh, honestly a life work a life's work for him doing college football on on CBS, so uh, you know there's he's still got four more years of it, but look, you know here's a toast to. I'm, I already finished my glass, but yeah, I'll, I'll toast to that. Here, hey. Well, you can't toast with an empty glass, but here's yeah. a toast. I'm just giving a toast to uh, the college football the sec on cbs it's gonna be weird seeing uh those late sec games on ESPN. i mean i'm just so used to Vern and uh who's the other dude freaking uh gary danielson well Vern, yeah. Vern's been retired it was, uh, oh really it's been yeah. brad nestler who oh, they poached wow. from espn i've not been watching a lot of you know sec football to, the to be honestly years. like i don't think it'll be weird because they do already do like they only do the sec game of the week was always an afternoon game uh-huh. so the night games were if there was an sec night game it was already being on was already going to be on ESPN. Probably like it was going to be their game of the week on ABC with Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler. Um, Cause usually those are like in the last, what five, you know, the last decade, those are like the big games. Mm. Um, 
I don't think people are gonna, you know, Kirk Fowler, or sorry, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit are are a great broadcast team. Like you know, they're the probably the premier premier college football broadcast team, and they're gonna do a lot of those games. I don't think people will notice, to be honest. Um, no, everybody's so drunk by that point on Saturday, you know, especially the people in the SEC. You know, they're they're not going to. And Brad them. Brad Nessler will probably get hired back by ESPN because he's he's a you know one of the best play by play guys in the business. Anyway, pour one out for the SEC on CBS. Well, thank you everybody for listening. I've been Patrick, and I'm Ollie. We'll catch you next time.